You're listening to the Empty Nest Empires podcast, episode number 14. And today we are going to dive into goal setting for the year. I know there's a lot of pressure out there for this year to be the best year you've ever had in the history of ever, but I want you to relax a little bit about that because we're not going to talk about the whole year. We're going to talk about maybe the next three months or maybe the next week or two. Okay? So stay with me and let's have some fun with this, okay? Okay, your nest is empty, or it will be within a few years. So now what? Whether you know it or not, we are building empires. Empires of faith, family, fun, fitness, and of course, finance. And those empires are the legacy we leave for our loved ones. I'm Tammy Romani, an empty nester mom, grandma, and entrepreneur with a vision for ever greater things in the years ahead. It's never too late, and there is no limit to what we can do. I'm so happy you're here. Now let's get to building. Okay, the first thing you need to do when you're setting some goals is review the previous year. If you have not listened to last week's episode, episode 13, listen to it, okay? You will have an idea how to go about kind of reviewing your year and figuring out what worked, what didn't work, what energized you, what drained you, what you want to do differently this year. Now, if you're like me, you look back on the year and you come up with a few things that worked and mostly you're like, well, why did I do that? That was a waste of time. Why did I do that? That was a waste of time. So we are not going to beat ourselves up right now. We are going to understand that all of those events were learning opportunities, okay? We learned something, we are going to move on, but not before noting you know, let's not repeat that. Okay. So first review your year. And like I said, go listen to episode 13 for a step-by-step way to do that. It's a great interview with my friend, Tammy Halfrick. I think it will be really helpful to you. The next thing that I like to start with is a vision and then work backward from there. It's really important also to write this down and not just think about it. I know we all think about oh, in five years, I'd like to have a vacation home, or I'd like to pay off my car next year, or, you know, just any number of things that we have as internal goals, but you've got to write it down. You've got to write it down. So write down the vision, and you start with where you are and who you are, let's say five years. That's a really good place to begin. So in five years, it'll be 2025. And here's how you write it. I am a blank. I am an organized, energized, healthy human being with my eye on the future and my family is healthy. I mean, just go on and write everything that you think you would like to see in yourself in five years. Now, when I do this planning with my group, which is happening next week, by the way, you can get in on that if you like. I will give you more information later. 
But we are just going to do a one-year vision because we're just kind of planning this year. But I think it's really helpful to write a five-year vision and then write a 10-year vision. And if you really want to shake things up, write a letter to your 75 or 80-year-old self. You know, in the Bible, there's an Old Testament book called Habakkuk or Habakkuk. I'm really not sure how to say that. Uh, Chapter 2, verse 2 says, write the vision, make it plain on tablets so that he may run who reads it. Write it down. Okay, that's the first step. Now you have a vision for your future and who you need to become. So let's talk about that for a minute. There's a concept or model out in the coaching world called be, do, have. Have you heard of that? It's a pretty powerful framework, and it will really make you think. Now, if this is the first time you've ever heard about be, do, have, I'm going to explain it very briefly for you. The basic idea is, who do I need to be? Not what do I need to do? So success in any area of your life always starts with a very clear picture of what it is you'd like the end result to be, your goal. That's how we create goals, right? We've got to look ahead to what we want to have happen. If you don't know what the goal is, you can't know if you've been successful. So in order to reach our goals, the first thing we say is, what do I need to do? And that's great. But the game-changing question to ask is, who do I need to be to reach that goal? Okay, let me explain why this works better than other ways of planning. There are basically three common approaches to trying to get ahead in life. First of all, the most common one that we have probably all said out of our own mouths a million times is the person who thinks of have, do, be. Like this. When I have enough time, when I have enough money, when I have enough support, then I'll do the things I've always wanted to do, and then I'll be happy and successful. I really hate to break this to you, because I've said it too, we've all said it, but the documents I've been looking at in the past few days say that this is a victim mentality. The person who thinks in the order of, when I have this, then I'll do this and I'll be happy, is thinking like a victim. You're waiting for external circumstances to change in order to get ahead in life. And you know how long you're going to be waiting? Yeah, pretty much forever. Okay, the next one is switching that up just a little bit, and it is the do, have, be approach. Now, this person says, the more I do, the more I'll have. And the more I have, the happier I'll be. The problem is that the more I do, the more there is left to do, and the more there is still to have. I'm defined by what I do, so I become driven, busy, and tired. The more I have, the more there is to lose, so the harder I have to work. Do you see the treadmill and the, you know, what do you call it, like the uh, hamster wheel that that puts you on? This is the worker mentality, and we all know some of those folks. They're tired, but they have no idea how to get off that treadmill because they're thinking, I've got to do in order to have, in order to be. And they usually find out that that doesn't work. Okay, so who's the winner in this? The winner is the one who orients their life along the lines of be, do, have. They say, 
It's not what do I need to have before I can start, or what work do I need to do, but who do I need to be? What kind of person would have access to the kind of outcomes I want? Being that kind of person, what would I be doing? So becoming the person of your long-term vision really lets the having take care of itself. And let me show you what that looks like. Let's say you have a vision for your health goals five years from now. When making a decision about what to eat or how to behave, you need to ask yourself, is this what a healthy person does? Act like or be the healthy person you envision in the future, and it will happen for you. Same with business. When you are working in your business, you need to ask yourself, Is this what a six-figure or million-dollar CEO would say or do? Be that person now, and your business will follow. Now, not so much anymore because the world has gone ultra-casual, but back in the day, let's say the 80s, when I was in a corporate environment, we used to hear the phrase, dress for the job you want, not the job you have. And I, I actually had that uh, lived out for me. I was an assistant to a producer of a syndicated radio show, and she once pulled me aside and told me that she would love to see me move to the next level in our company, but that she was concerned that my casual way of dressing was holding me back. Whoa. I really, I really had to take a good look at myself and not be offended because, you know what, it was true. It was summer, and I was wearing lightweight dresses, no hosiery. Remember, this was the early 80s when everyone wore pantyhose, and I was wearing open-toed shoes. So even though we were a small office, the corporate environment there and the fact that we had radio interview guests from all over the world coming in, I mean authors, different other show hosts, it meant that to be promoted to a more visible job, I had to look the part. So in a nutshell, I did that. I got the suits. I got the skirts. I got the pumps. I mean, I, I really got into it, and I loved it. And I was. I eventually became a producer of that show. But before I could get that promotion, I had to become that producer. So do you see what I'm saying right here? So if you give yourself the gift of having a vision, I want you to write this down. Who do you need to become? So when you write your one-year, five-year, or 10-year vision, I want you to write in terms of I am. I am this person. Okay? Give yourself that vision for the future because that's how we can then move on to the goal setting because remember, once you become that person, then you do the things that person does, right? And it all becomes this system that is working in your favor. Now, I know that you're like me and you need to make changes in every single area of your life. I mean, who doesn't, right? Um, In this podcast, we talk about five pillars of empire building. We talk about faith, family, finances, fun, and fitness. There's really five more that we could also take a look at. Um, I'm going to just dive in here to a worksheet that I made for uh, a workshop that I'm doing this coming week. Faith, 
family, fitness, finances, and fun. Okay. Then fulfillment or personal growth, your friends, physical environment, work or business, and philanthropy or generosity. So the first thing you do is make a list of all the areas of your life. So you can just do those top five or you can do the 10, whatever you'd like. This is your assessment that you're going to do. I want you to give each area of your life a score from one to 10, with one being a complete disaster and 10 being darn near perfect. Okay, so you're looking at faith. What's your spiritual life like? Give yourself a score. Family. Do you have any areas that could improve in time spent with family or conflicts to resolve? Give yourself a 1 to 10 score. Fitness. Now, this can be physical health, mental health, ah, your overall health, mental and physical. Don't even ask me why my score is there. I've been falling off the wagon a lot lately. <laughs> Finances is another one. And you can include business or personal. Uh, give yourself a score here. And then you can move into other things like your uh, physical environment, your surroundings. I mean, do you have a linen closet upstairs like I have that desperately needs to be emptied out and cleaned up and organized? Is it hanging over your head? Do you have a closet full of clothes you don't wear? Do you need to like get rid of some stuff? Is your, is your kitchen a disorganized mess? This all affects how we do everything in life. So, but you're going to give yourself a score here. Now, circle the three categories where you scored the lowest. Of those three, what's the one that feels the most pressing to you right now? Now, in our workshop, we're going to talk about the top three, but I really want to kind of pare this down even from the top three is to that one, the one where you really want to see change sooner rather than later, because that is where you start. And, you know, I, I get it. I know you want to make changes in all of the areas. But by setting goals everywhere, that's really an A-plus formula for failure because it, it's not going to happen. So we're looking at setting priorities. It doesn't mean you won't also work on some of the other areas, but you will focus the next 90 days on making the biggest strides, I mean, moving the needle in this most important areas. So you say to yourself, for the next 90 days, I will make my fitness, my health, my priority, or whatever you want to fill, the, fill in that blank with. Okay. Now you're going to take some time to brainstorm ways to make this area of your life a priority. What needs to change? If it's a disconnect with your family, can you begin to speak differently to that person? If it's the clutter in your closets, can you begin to thin out some things to give away? If it's your health, can you remove all the junk food from your house? You know what to do. You do. You just need to make it a priority and writing it down first will help. Okay. Now come the actual goals. So what are your what is your top area or let's go ahead and, and give you three. Okay. What are your top three areas to focus on first? List all three. And after each one, write a few things that need to happen that will most move the needle forward towards success in each area. If you focus on these top three areas first, you'll make progress and Honestly, a lot of the things that you do will become automatic and second nature to you. 
and they will still continue to happen after the 90 days are over as you add new goals and new areas to work on. So you really have to pick three and then let the rest of everything just lie, okay? You just have to. So once you have your goals in place, you you make a list of the small tasks that may seem mundane, but honestly, every big goal has at least 10 or 15 small tasks that go into it. Like, let's say you want to have a launch for your business, or you want to create a podcast, or you want to write a blog post. Okay, what has to happen in order to reach that goal? Uh, you want to lose weight. What has to happen? You know what has to happen. You have to make a priority of moving your body for 30 minutes every day. You have to clear your house of the junk food. You have to assess what you're eating. You have to choose better things. You have to make better choices, okay? That will get you on track. And like I said, 90 days of doing that, you won't have to think about that anymore, and then you keep adding more, right? I think you get the idea. So now we move on to the actual work. Okay, now comes the hard part. Once you have the goals in place, you've got to do the daily work. You've got to have a system in place. So no matter what system you use for a planner, and I'm, I really can't tell you what to do in this area because I am the person who has bought uh, so many planners that did not work for how my brain works. So you really, I mean... Google top 20 planners or top planners for 2020 or top planners right now, or for goodness sakes, go to TJ Maxx or Home Goods or Marshalls or somewhere like that. You can pick up a planner there for $5.99. Just get something that has a system attached to it uh, where you, you have a place to write down daily goals and you're going to write down just three things, okay? So you could use a blank notebook. But what you need to do is each day write down three small tasks that you must complete that will move you towards your goal. Now, this is actually pretty easy to do when you break down a goal into a list of ways that are going to get you to that goal. So take the time and write it down. Make a list. Now, like I said about the system, some people really love a great big dated daily planner I personally have been frustrated by that because in my life, sometimes several days go by when I don't write my schedule down at all. Now, I'm trying to get better at that. <laughs> I am. Uh, at the end of the year, though, then I've got this big, beautiful planner with just a third of the days filled in, and that frustrates me. So what works for me right now is an undated 30-day planner, and it's one that's small enough I can throw it in my purse. Uh, one that I can fill in the date and use only on the days when I really need to focus and block out my time. Like, for instance, if I'm taking my grandson somewhere for the day, I don't use the planner for that day. And honestly, sometimes it takes me two months to go through a 30-day planner, and I'm okay with that right now. I also buy an inexpensive monthly calendar that I carry with me to see my month at a glance before I type it into my phone in order to get notifications. I picked that up at Home Goods. It's really taken me a long time to figure out what works for me, but you know what? That might change this year too because as I get better at scheduling and organizing, 
I have my eye on a couple of great 90-day planners that might make sense for the way I want to do my business. So I really think it's it's really best to plan 90 days at a time. There's a lot of studies out there and information that, that says that you can you can pretty much get a year's worth of work done in 90 days of really focused, concentrated work. So what I'm saying is you need to experiment. Find a system, a 90-day, 60-day, 30-day, weekly, daily. You do you. If you scroll through Instagram or Facebook or Google planners, you'll come up with no shortage of designs for every industry even. Um, there's the Christian planner. There's the artist planner. There's you know just all these different things. And most have pages that you can take a look at to see if it looks like something that will work for you. I even have several friends who have designed great planners. I mean, there's so many out there. I'm amazed at the choices that we have right now. It's it's almost overwhelming, which is probably why I get kind of weird about planners. And I've been so overwhelmed in the past because I've tried so many. But really, you've got to find what works for you. You know, honestly, I think that once you figure out a system that works for your brain, and to be honest, I think this is why so many people create their own planners and market them because everyone's brain is so different. But once you find a system that works for you, you can almost use any planner because most of them have some place where you can write your top three. You can, you can put your ultimate goal at the top and then your top three things for the day and then the rest of your to-do list and then a daily thing with time slots where you can, um, you know, just enter in your... your um, work for the day. But what's really important, though, is that you just make sure that you every day finish three small tasks that move you forward. You know, even if you only do this on weekdays, that's 15 items checked off your to-do list. I'm guessing you don't check off 15 items that really move you forward right now. You can do more, of course, but keeping a promise to yourself to do three things a day will encourage you, it will not overwhelm you, and it will keep you on track. And that's the whole point of this, okay? So listen, I know you're feeling the pressure of this being a big landmark year, 2020. It's got to be the best year yet, but really, you're still you. Give yourself some grace and learn the art of elegantly moving forward every day. Every day, think about what it looks like to be the person you wrote about in your vision for your future and act like that person. This mindset shift has changed everything for me and I can see a brighter future and I can see how it can happen. So I want you to see that too. Okay, if this has been helpful for you today, I've created a 10-page worksheet. Um, I think it might be a good idea for me to offer this to you. So go ahead and go to TammyRomani.com slash goals, and I will make sure that you can get a copy of this worksheet. You can listen to this podcast again. It's got a little bit of extra stuff in it. Um, but I'm actually going to be doing a live workshop in the next few days. If you get this right away, you can get in on that live workshop as well. It will be inside my private group, but you can have the workbook anytime you want. So just if you're listening to this after after January of 2020, you know, this is something that you should really do every 90 days anyway. So 
listen again to this podcast, go to TammyRomani.com slash goals and grab the workbook that I made. You can really do this every 90 days. And I think it will really help you. And then would you reach out to me and let me know if it did in fact help you? Because like I said, everyone's brain is different. You have to pick and choose from all the systems out there what works for you. I am sharing how I have been able to move the needle forward, but I'd like to hear from you what works for you. Okay? The future is bright, and I know you can make it happen. So thank you for joining me today, and I will talk to you next time.